This is a Pico Podcast. down low he's got a brand new game on loan he's got to suck up all the ghosts then toss all the pigmen he's got posters on the wall for all the games he bought before and they mean everything different you drinking you geek out every day of the week mario Nintendo, I wish that I could make you see. This is a podcast for the bees. It's Friday night and he's alone. He's got another game to play. The beer is chilled, the wave bird's on. Ready for another round He's got labels on the wall From all the beers he drank before Hoji wrote all his favorite songs You drink in, you geek out Every day of the week F-Zero, Nintendo I wish that I could make This is a podcast for the deep. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Out of the Yeah! Oh, shit! Oh. Yeah. Go! Shit! Woo! Oh, shit! Shredding. That's the end of the song. Oh, that was awesome. That is Flavor of the Geek. Flavor of the Geek. I like it. Hello and welcome to the Drink In, Geek Out podcast, a show where we drink beer and geek out. I am your host, Dustin, who actually can play a musical instrument, but lacks very creative thoughts. And alongside (laughs) me is Saf, who knows he does not have a good voice, but I felt like that was a necessary song. And with me is... Keith, and I can play musical instruments. I think I can sing, but I don't know. I like to change my voice. When with me is... Pale, and I have been to band camp, and none of you have, so <laughs> you're missing out. <laughs> what are we drinking this week? Today's episode is featuring beer from Collective Arts and Junk Ditch Brewing Company, and we are talking about Nintendo GameCube. Not to be confused with Nintendo 64. <laughs> Go back to episode 64 if you want to hear our thoughts on Nintendo 64. Yes. Yes. Like four years. We have years graduated, ago. boys. We're in next <laughs> gen. That was a good episode. All right. Uh you you guys have yourself an Imperial Stout, so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna do our start first. out this week. Yeah, we are. We do have an in and out beer, but we're doing them backwards. Right. I mean Howdy it just helps it. it just helps you guys. Yes, because it's a 16-ouncer. We need help. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so for us uh, Indianapolisians, uh, I don't even think that's how you say it. 
Indianapolisians. Indianapolis. <laughs> Indianapolis. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't matter. We have ourselves a collective arts life in the clouds. I believe I've had this one before. I think it like um like a books and brew, I think, is when I've first had this one. But it is a uh, uh, a New England style IPA. It is 6.1% ABV. And we have something to say about this. It says, falls into the rich embrace of this New England style IPA. Simcoe and Mosaic Cops balance each other to make this juicy IPA explosively fruit forward in both taste and aroma while curbing any unbearable sweetness to make an extremely drinkable beer. The huge mouth feel pale ensures all of your taste buds are enveloped in a blanket of tropical bliss. Paradise in a can. I almost did it. I almost called pale out and made it through a read without <laughs> laughing. <laughs> so close. One of these days. One of these days, of these I'll be days. professional. Yeah. <laughs> so the cans are cool. Mine's yeah. different. We got two different cans because collective, or yeah, collective arts likes to uh, use and uh, give a platform to different artists. So uh, in each four pack, they have two different can designs just to even give them more option to appear on a can. And uh, for this one, you've got like a weird head, and his ears are. <laughs> Have stairs coming out of them? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> enter my head, ears. Like, He's come, listening. Come this way, yeah. Your thoughts and your words are going to enter my ear hole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm and all it, ears. I'm all, yeah. And that's and it. Then that's it. I, he's got like bubbles coming out of his front, like sweat coming off his brow or something. What yeah, it looks like he's struggling here. This is a... a, a uh, like a vigorous activity back here. It looks like he's doing motion. That's usually what these lines mean that something is happening back here. Like his hand is like moving like, Hey, like I'm, I'm listening here. Mm -hmm. Kind of like to show it that something's going on. It's not a static hand. Other and than it, that, it says amplified voices, which probably has something to do with the, uh, the fact that they share art and want to make sure that people get represented. Uh, What's the name on there? Right under, uh, it's on the side next to the QR code. Uh, Amplified Voices series, Brian Tong Brian from Tong Vancouver, Tong. British Columbia, Canada. At Brian underscore Tong, that's the artist. Oh, and it says hops are Simcoe and Mosaic, so that's helpful. Oh. Yeah, I think so, I said that in the description. Yeah, it also says it on the can, so oh, it, it matches. Nice. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and then my can has uh, like some sort of whale creature. It's uh, like a dolphin. Or a dolphin, maybe. Mm. But it, and, and then like a little girl in... Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. We'll get to that later. A little girl <laughs> on, on some sort of little Unicorn floaty rack. device. Yeah, a little floaty. And this are... Oh, and there's like trash. Uh, let me see if I can turn this for you guys to see. Like in the water, there's like oh, bags. Oh, the plastic and like, bag. Yeah. And the so six it's bag. kind of cool. anti-pollution Killing message. the dolphins. Uh, the artist on here is David Buist from Ontario, Canada. Uh, Ancaster, Ontario. Uh, and at David underscore Buist, B-U-I-S-T. Nice. So you, you're saying 
we have a true out beer, but in this case, we have an oot beer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I will say, this is interesting because I we've never had collective arts on before, so we have to do the little spiel there about them. They're in Wisconsin, and they have a uh, like a rotating art uh, section next to their about us. And Life in the Clouds was one of the beers that was on the little scroll, and it wasn't mm-hmm. either of the cans yeah, that we it, had. I love that they just every time I go to the store, it's different artwork, same beers, mm-hmm. different artwork, and it's just right. kind of eye catching and like just gives artists new opportunities. Right, reminds me of Doodle Crew, and I'm pretty excited about it. But a little bit about Collective Arts there in Wisconsin. Uh, they are in uh, uh, Winoki, uh, probably the same place that they had that um, that holiday party or holiday parade that that one guy decided to run his van through people. Oh, God. I think that was the town. I'd have to be definitely sure. But he had his... Um, his trial this week. That's why I think I remember the name of Winoki, Wisconsin. So uh, thoughts and prayers, everybody in that town. Hopefully justice is being done yeah. properly. Um, who, who knows? But I think that's why that f- is familiar. Uh, so also, the about us- their oh, queen sorry. recently died. Because <laughs> all these artists are from Canada, so they oh, get yeah. from both ends. From, yeah, un- yeah, Untapped which- says Collective Arts is from Ontario, so... That's what I got, too. Oh. Hamilton. The can says Wisconsin. Yeah, oh. definitely. Maybe they just like... Maybe they have is, multiple locations. Yeah, this is brewed in the States, maybe. Like, maybe their mainstay is in Canada, but like this specific brew was done in Wisconsin. Uh, anyways, art plus beer. Collective arts fuses the creativity of craft beverages with the inspired talents of artists from around the world. We feature limited edition works of art on our labels and we work to make sure the liquid on the inside is as diverse and creative as the artist profile, which I think we basically said Mm -hmm. just by our experience. They do have an equality statement here that I would like to read at least part of. Uh, Collective Arts is founded on creativity and community. This means we are on a mission to inspire those around us to do our part to help build a more uh, equitable world. We strive to lead through innovation and creativity, which requires diversity, equality, and mutual respect, cooperation, and understanding across our organization. We will succeed by embracing our differences, discrimination based on gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, race, disability, age, class, religion, ethnic origin, membership category, work category, or family status is not tolerated at the collective arts. So we've had like this 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 line, the statement right here. We've had several breweries that we've decided to stop following, stop getting beer from, stop mm-hmm. talking about them based on this this issue right here. So it's fantastic that they have this in their thing. And it's awesome. Like this is awesome. Uh, every employee at Collective Arts should feel that they're part of the family and that they're able to celebrate and embody their absolute truth. Let's go. Can I yeah, add this one? This is the type of... Well, go ahead. I just want to add one correction to Dustin, that we did have this on the show before Collective Arts. Pale and I did. I think that was back when we did light episodes, but I used this one for... Oh, yeah. For um, the Legion? The Legion episode for oh, the little yeah. monster. So I did put that in there, but we did not go into the depth that you're going, but yeah. I just wanted to add that caveat. So we have had them yeah. once. 
That's, I mean, I'm glad we're doing this though because yeah. it, we try to like we try to every time we have a new brewery on there, kind of throw their story out there. And Dustin and I weren't even on that episode, and mm-hmm. we've never had them on <laughs> yeah, the show, right. the two of us. So I just don't want to discredit what Palin and I do. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my bad. What, what did you guys? What was that? That looked pretty good. It, it was a January twenty fourth, twenty twenty. So literally pre COVID, two months. Yeah. Probably the final season of Legion, maybe. Yeah, that was the last season. Nice. Yeah, I have jam up the mash. Yep, jam that's up the, the mash. Okay. It was Sounds- a sour. Delicious, but also really bad. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to actually play around by the rules this time, because we haven't done that in a minute because of all these watch-alongs. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm just going to watch you drink beer. You can drink along with us. We have to go to the store and buy this beer, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's a ni- It's very light. For yeah. a New England, it's like on the pale, the palest side. Yeah, like a Kirk shirt, really? Yeah, it's way down there. Yeah, I'd probably say that as well. I was thinking peachy a little bit, but there's a little bit of like a yeah, dark, slightly like darker. A little, than yeah, that. a little bit darkness. There's a little bit of orange in there or something. Yeah, one couple of shades. Yes, definitely. I wouldn't even go. It's like one or two. There's no way that this is a hairy snitch. Not even close. So there's. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to every every single episode. I have to like gotta get that up. in there. You gotta mention yeah. hairy snitch. Yeah, I mean, can't be too uh, too careful. Can't be too uh, exact. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was the snitch sound. <laughs> oh, that's because no. it's Kirk. Yeah, yeah I got you. I, mean, I got you. It's even if it, Captain it's on like, the Bridge. Right. That's it's the Captain even on the Bridge between, sound. Uh, it's even between Data's face and Gene's shirt. It's like even between those. Like <laughs> yeah. They still don't even apply. So this one's just like a weird, uh, interesting uh, uh, color. Smell wise. Uh, it's a little... light. Pineapple, maybe on the nose. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of fruity. Yeah, uh, it's like it's fruity, but like it citrus. It's like citrusy. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Tropical bliss. Yeah, the tropical the, bliss. The can smells a little bitter. Yeah, like that's like the, typical for these New yeah, Englands. If because the the hops get left behind. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you can. guys have the the chunkies? Like a uh, little bit, but not too can. bad. Yeah, I saw them when I was pouring because this is a. Oh, oh yeah, on I the do. older side. I do. I can't show you on the camera, but I do Got have some floaties. floaties. I do have some floaties in there. Yeah, and it's it's uh, pretty opaque. Like mm-hmm. I can't see through it at all. So mm-hmm. it's interesting, but it's very light. Mm-hmm. Light, and even if we're going to jump into flavor, right, it's light flavored as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I think this would probably like if I had to like say ah, this isn't a New England. I think I would classify this as like a session New England or a yeah, session, exactly. yeah, like a session hazy. <laughs> it really is like even though it's like six percent ABV according to their can, like yeah. it it just like goes down easy. It's mm-hmm. almost like a lawn mowing beer New England, right? Yeah, <laughs> like a juicy lawn mowing beer. Like I don't think I would want to like have this on my mower as I'm going, but this is like what I would grab after I was done. Exactly, maybe. it's like a crisp summer day beer. Yeah, it's definitely it's not too heavy, not too hoppy. Yeah, it's not. May I? I I stand corrected. Today got up to like seventy five, so probably yeah. today, like a today. Yeah, it'd beer. be a perfect today beer. But but in the month of November when this is releasing, like be. normally this is like what we're drinking in yeah. November. We're on the tail end of this style of beers being uh, acceptable. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't think we even mentioned this, but I think um, Life in the Clouds, my first thought as to why this would apply to the episode that we're having is the the jump that we had from uh, the Nintendo game series. Uh, you know, from, from 64 NES, up yeah. into the GameCube. Yeah, from the cartridge to the disc and the, the graphics changes. But <laughs> even even before that, you know, you had your NES, your Super NES, and the N64, and then your GameCube, which is like the graphical jump. And like the GameCube was, like I think, like like the quintessential, like, this is the next generation mm-hmm. of gaming. And so, oh, like, yeah. you kind of felt like you were Cloud9 or you were... You were it's not... Everything's not so... Cloud polygonal exactly or mm-hmm. polygonal or however you pronounce that word right. it becomes more smooth looking exactly and then the dreamcast came out and squashed everything out of the fucking water because <laughs> the dreamcast is the best console ever made also we alluded this to earlier it's got a dolphin looking thing on the can and gamecube was originally codenamed dolphin yep mm-hmm. pew there you go I couldn't have said that because I don't have that can, but I to- <laughs> totally agree. I was just given my reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Go for the untapped. All right. Ununtapped. This is amazing because this is beer is very popular. Out of 106,000. Holy moly. 106.3 thousand check-ins. Actually, 146,000 check-ins. I stand corrected. 146,000 and 106 ratings. 1,000 ratings. Comes in at a 3.89. Yeah, that kind of what happens when you have 106,000 people that it kind of just like levels out to the proper bell curve. Mm-hmm. Kind of gets it proper. Yeah. I've had four friends check this in. The first one would be MC, and I know we have similar friends. I'm not sure if we share him or not. But MC has this at a 3.75, says, Nice little hazy IPA. The birds have all escaped their cages on the front, which I liked. And he has the three little birds version on that can. He's got the Angry Birds one? Yeah, he's got an Angry Bird can. (laughs) And then I have Christian D. Oh, yeah. He says, happy 4th. This is tasty, smooth, juicy, hoppy, and citrusy. Kicking this day off right. He gave it a 4.10. And he had, let me pull up the picture here. I don't even know what that is. I'm sure you guys can see it on your own phones, but. It looks like a painting. An elephant? It's kind of goofy looking. Yeah, it does look like an elephant or a mammoth. And then I had Better on Draft Podcast. They rate this, rated this one, Ooh. too. Well, they didn't rate it. Never mind. They just said, we had this live with Liberty Street owner Joe stop by our studio. Listen to episode 194 on their podcast. Do not support other podcasts. Only listen to us. Only listen to us. Uh, then I had everybody's, well, <laughs> My personal favorite, my best friend that I've never met, Stout Boss. Stout bitch. Yes, <laughs> let's go. This ain't even a stout. Stout Boss said comparable to the can and gave mm-hmm. it a three and a half. I don't know what that means, but he must add a goofy can, but he did not include the picture of the can. Well, that's not helpful at all because all cans look different. Pale, you got uh, any friends? Uh, However, yeah. he he had it twice, though. I'm going to say this oh, again. Oh, wait, twice, twice. Yes, he said, pretty tasty, a little thin. Stout Boss came in twice, but he did not put the picture. He just had that on it. So, anyway, oh, I'm like done. the side, side with the name. Yeah. yeah. 
So I have seven friends. I just want to hear pales before I jump into this. Yeah, four. Uh, Doug, Doug Edgar. Mm-hmm. Dud. Dud. Another good round with Collective Arts. First one in a while. Give it a four out of five. Yeah, it's a very artsy looking picture. It's not like anything specific, but it's like, oh, wow. a, and this is like, like an blue, abstract. Yeah. Not blue like the rest of them have been. Right. And then I got one more I'll mention. Thomas Callahan. IPA more being my sweet spot. This was still really enjoyable, but gave it a 2.75. Nice. I don't want, I don't enjoy most 2.75s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh uh Kane Moyer. I don't know if you guys have ever followed. He's like a big wig, I think. I think you followed me cuz I was a su- uh supporter. But he posted a 375 for this, no comment, but here's the label that he posted for this one. Yeah. Oh, well, that one's a good one too. Ooh, <laughs> like cool. a guy getting a wedgie. <laughs> yeah, it's really good being pulled up into the clouds. Yeah. Uh Doug Egner. Pierre Leon had this. Uh didn't show a picture about 375. Kane Moyer had another one. He's posted this several times, but they've been different artwork cans every single time that he's posted this. Oh, that's a cool one too. Yeah, it's it neat. is cool. It's a little like uh nightcrawler esque. Mm-hmm. Um uh then we have Jack. Who shared the same picture that we had for uh, Doug Egder, but he said, "Always oh, stoked to find some cre- uh, collective arts in Maryland, Mosaic and Simcoe, Grapefruit and Trob soundtrack, Gang Star above the clouds. What's up? Gave this a three point nine. Um, Doyle Doyle checked this in while he was at the beach, so he, I guess, his wife took a picture of him holding up the can, and his can looks like my can." Yeah, it's my can. He's just oh, nice. in a, yeah, he's just chilling. And he gave it a four. And then I have a like a couple of people like, Happy birthday, Doyle Doyle. <gasps> there you go. Doyle Doyle rules. I feel like we don't even have to read like a whole lot of comments. We could just go through the pictures and comment. Yeah, like, and go through our gorgeous this can is, yeah. I did anybody have Blair? Nope. I only want to shout him out because I know he at least used to have a podcast on the Hopped Up Network. Uh, I don't remember the name of the podcast, but I remember talking to this guy before. And he gave it a four, and he said, Hazy, juicy, tropical, fruity, and bitter. A good choice when all you want is a salad IPA. And I can't... All he has is a picture of the back of the can, so I don't know what the uh, artwork looks like. I don't know if I agree 100% with the bitter part. Uh, it's not too bitter. It's really, yeah. really it's easy smooth. to drink. Yeah. But what what's neat about this is that it's so recent, and there are people throughout the entire country. And I think this beer is reached all the entire yeah, North like America. I mean, worldwide. it's everywhere. And people have checked this in thirteen minutes ago, twenty one minutes ago. I mean, this the people are checking this in like right now, which is pretty cool. Like Jared I, had it twenty one minutes ago. Live updates from Indy because he's got a Gugman's glass posted wow. here. Light IPA, pineapple abound, nice beer, 4.25. Interesting. I've seen this several times at the liquor store. I might actually buy it now. Again, (laughs) get some new cans. Yeah, just to see what the artwork is or just to update my stock. Yeah, I've seen two or or three other 
varieties of from collective arts that near me and at the fresh time where I got this one. So I always check to see what flavors they have. I didn't. Yeah. Like, honestly, I just seen them and I haven't really picked them up. They really could be life in the clouds cans that I'm just like, Oh, that's really Mm -hmm. neat. Like it's just a different one. (laughs) I think it's like, yeah, unfortunately they're like vacuum sealed artwork and you can't peel it's not the peel and stick labels yeah you gotta keep because i want to keep this artwork instead of and not have to keep the can yeah but uh i already checked mine in if we want to do that or did you have anything else on untapped you wanted to say uh i think we hit a lot of the friends it's, yeah we could we sit here for days and go through those so <laughs> all right so i i agreed with whoever the last person was and i also gave it a 4.25 nice and i said really light easy to drink perfect for a summer day or a warm fall day. Ooh. And it's nice. I like this type of New England where it's not too heavy, not too, like, it's not going to drag you down too much. It's just pretty easy to drink, crisp. It's got all the flavors you want, but it's not super heavy. And the alcohol is kind of just, like, masked by the flavor. I gave this a four. It's more of a session hazy than it is like a hazy IPA and also the nose didn't match the beer. <clears throat> so citrusy, yeah. citrusy, yes, but I was expecting more of like a pineapple like almost sour citrus, but I got more like citrusy grapefruit yeah, than I did like more pineapple. Like a, in, I don't want to say bitter citrus, but like the bitter of yeah. a pine or a grapefruit as yeah. opposed to the like the tartness of a pineapple exactly yeah it's it's still good don't get me wrong it's still good but like as like an evaluation go like the nose doesn't match Mm -hmm. the beer but i i'm still gonna go and i'm gonna look for this and i'm gonna find a different can i I would love to see it's nice one to have on hand yeah i would love to see different art and i want to support them as much as i can nice because this is awesome I'm going to buy this next time <laughs> I'm at Meyer because I know it's there. I look at it every time. All right. What do you guys have? Oh, we got a monster on our hands. Uh, <laughs> Pale- that you didn't already tell us, but I want is to see. Is, is it a troll? No. It's a troll. <laughs> it's a troll. Is it two. green? If it's green, don't <laughs> drink it. This is troll one, actually. We don't have a oh, troll <laughs> two is still in the fridge. Troll, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Pale- you want to do the honors or do you want me to? Sure, I can take it. Keith and I are drinking Reverie One by Junk Ditch Brewing Company. Reverie One is a barrel-aged imperial stout coming in at 10.5% ABV and 50 IBUs. The IBUs is Mystic Heroes. That's the IBU geek reference. Which is is the the 50th game released on the GameCube. Mm Mm-hmm. The important part, 50th. 50th, yeah. <laughs> Brewed with Indiana-grown Sugar Creek, barley, and rye. Aged in Journeyman rye whiskey barrels for nearly a year. A hearty dose of rye malt gives this stout a prominent yet ma- mellow spice. The year spent in the barrels aging added a warm and pleasant de- depth of flavors to get lost in. For sure. Is this the beer that you went and got one and two from like thirty bucks? That, so I went. Yeah. 
and they only sell two packs. Oh, you. Yeah. Two packs. Yeah, Pale got this one. So I got two of the Reverie 1, two of the Reverie 2, and each can was like $28. Wow. Well, there's, is it, it per can? <laughs> per it can. Wasn't like, it wasn't like per two pack? No, I mean, oh, I thought God. maybe a four, I was like, maybe the four pack would be like 28 bucks, mm-hmm. but it's like per can. Wow. I was like, I've, I've had that before. Oh, that hurts so much. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, $100 for four cans? <laughs> no, it was like <laughs> $70 for like four cans. I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's rough. I've been to a liquor <sighs> store and I like picked up something and I like gave it to the, and they're like, you do realize this is like a $40 four pack. I was like, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I did that. That's what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. this is, I won't be doing this again. <laughs> yeah, when Pale told me that and he ended up buying four of them total, I'm like, shit, at that price, I would have said, give me two. We'll split them. Right, <laughs> yeah. But Pale's like, here's your two cans. And that's why I bought like the last six beers. So. Yeah, it evens out that way. <laughs> I was like, I don't uh, think we'll be going it. back to Junk Ditch. <laughs> they are expensive. And, and this is a almost 11% beer. So yeah. I mean, it's going to be more expensive. Yeah, that, that's yeah. unfortunate. It's, that's, a, yeah. that's a good system to have. Like me and Saf just do like the the can trade stuff. Like, yeah, it's it's really not ha- nice and handy. I get to try a lot more beer, and uh, we get to like experience more. And I don't know, it's fun. Yeah. Well, the thing with Junk Ditch is they're really serious, like about their their food, like their food menu. So yeah, they're like a gastro pub, so they're yeah. more interested in the yeah. They got to like gastro part. They got to pay their cooks and all that stuff. So yeah. I mean, I I get it. I just I like the vibe though. And they also uh, they just opened a new place in yes. Huntington. I was just gonna say that I was waiting for a <laughs> place no. to jump in there. I'll, I'll let you but, guys yeah. talk. Uh, yeah, they are just opening up a new place. They call it a tap room. I think they're calling it um, Junk Ditch Huntington. And that's going to open up here very soon, if not already. I think it this just opened. They had their. Yeah. Uh, it's open now that the that the episode is released. When, this, when this is true. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's exciting that they're expanding a little bit more because they started out as a food truck and they were a food truck turned into a restaurant, and then said, "Hey, let's have beer." So most of their beer, it's taken them a while to actually expand to start canning. And I know COVID really forced them into doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, they've teamed up with Two Toms. We did their Super Smash Brothers beer with them. Yeah, that was a good one. Which would have the, been a the, perfect beer for this episode. But <laughs> was it crispy lager? Yeah, crispy yeah. and yeah, I, crispy and crunchy or something. Crunchy, yeah. something like that. Yeah, but it was the the Kirby and the Donkey Kong. Yes, yep. yeah, absolutely. So, well, let's get into this beer. This can. This is amazing because this is one of their few that they actually have a label for. I love that artwork. It is right up there with collective arts, honestly. I think. Yeah, exactly. It seems like it could be, on a, honestly, a collective arts can. So Pale and I were discussing, like, to look this up, reverie means a dreamlike sequence, a dreamlike state. So <laughs> I'm assuming that's what this picture is showing. We have like cardinal people... And- Human dog. beings with cardinal heads, goat people holding dogs with like little dots in a field with flowers. There's just all sorts of mind fuckery going on here. That looks like that looks like Scooter. <laughs> <laughs> looks like that's like Kurt's dog. How does this connect to the GameCube? There's like a goat. So, head. what we were thinking with GameCube 
in that the dreamlike state as we were thinking kind of like what Dustin was saying, like we were stuck in 64, we were stuck in the polygon, you know, we got that dreamscape or Kirby did make a big impact on the GameCube. There was a lot of dream world stuff mm-hmm. going on there. Um, so did you say Dreamcast or Dreamcast? <laughs> if we were doing a Dreamcast episode, this would have been this would have been a lot better. They're also but, kind of uh, life in the clouds. Yeah, it yeah. almost could fit right on this can that we're drinking because <laughs> yeah. there's like clouds in the background <laughs> exactly. and there's like weird shit going on. I approve. Oh, or right. it could be cool. from the Suicide Squad. There's a lot of polka dots on there. I see polka uh, dots. That's right. Mm-hmm. Polka dots. But this is a badass can. Like everybody's on their know, cell phone. The There's one. one, two, three, four people on their cell phones. Cell phone drinking a lollipop. Two of them have beers in their hand. The actual cans, and Call a dog. Shigeru Miyamoto. Everybody seems to be female because they have dresses or purses. This is true. And tits. And <laughs> a lot of tits. <laughs> Boys can have those. Well, Hales these married these are, man. These are bulging. <laughs> Although, anyway. Why do you think I'm wearing a hoodie in 75 degrees? <laughs> <laughs> the color of our beer. It looks black to it me. It is black as night. So when you're sleeping in darkness and you're dreaming of your dream world, yeah, this is as dark as dark can be here. I'm going to get much on the edge. Like a dark Samus. Ooh, I like that. Mm. On the nose, what are you getting, Pale? I'm getting mm. the, the whiskey. The whiskey, for, for sure. Ooh, it's strong. Mm-hmm. You guys drinking some whiskeys? Barrel whiskeys. <laughs> like some brine Molasses. Molasses, you're right. Yeah. There's a little chocolate in there, too. A little bit of chocolate. Oh, we've had much. bad experiences with molasses in the past. It's like a, like a black licorice <laughs> smell. Ugh. I, I, I hate, hate black, black licorice, licorice, but black licorice is the worst kind of licorice. <laughs> I've tried this and it's not black licorice, but you got Jägermeister? Jägerbombs. Work case a fucking pussy. I got my new haircut. We're drinking <laughs> fucking Jägerbombs. <laughs> I don't know. It's a unique Ooh. smell. I kind of like it, though. I'm gonna anyway, sip, how did, I'm gonna sip it. How does it taste? This is what we all want to know. Skip to that. Acquiring minds want to know. <laughs> Ooh, wow, is boozy. Mm-hmm. Oh, you was, taste all uh, those ten percents. Now, pal, I'm sure you've noticed this. Have you had rye whiskey, or do you just drink bourbon? Because there is a major difference. Is is rye whiskey more bready? Oh it's no, more spicy. 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 Mm. There is a flavor fuck happening in my mouth right now. <laughs> there is all sorts of craziness happening, and that's rye whiskey. Rye whiskey is typically used to mix as a mixer for mm-hmm. multiple other drinks. Not many people like rye plain. Straight. Straight on the rocks. I, I'm with you there, Dustin. I got a bottle of rye that's up there. I'll drink it straight any day. I'll put, a, I'll put I think, a little bit of sugar to it and there some Angostura. To make it like a pseudo old fashioned, but I'll drink it straight. Oh yeah, rye is definitely a mixing beer or beer <laughs> whiskey. <It's, laughs> you gonna mix this beer with something? <laughs> this beer, this beer is pure whiskey. <laughs> like holy moly, a year aged in this, it has become it. There is not much stout coming through at all. 
And it this is, can's only a couple months old, it feels like. Maybe so, oh, during the summer it was released, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Pale picked it up not I would too long say ago. Probably what, like three months? Within three months? Three to four? Yep. Yeah, so it didn't get too... The alcohol didn't take over since it's so, not like it's a year old in the can too. Yeah, like we said, this is part of a two pack. This is Reverie One. There's another can that's Reverie Two, which I think is barrel aged in something different. I mean, there's something completely different about the beer. That's why it's called Reverie Two. Right. And I'm not sure what that is. I need to look that up now. Yeah. While while you're doing that, yes, let's hear about Untapped. Yeah, Untapped please. Untapped has 30 check-ins. Oh wow, that's a lot. <laughs> compared to our 106,000 or whatever it was. <laughs> it gives it a, a 4.03 rating, which is not higher, bad. Higher than ours. Yeah, definitely higher than ours. Uh, I have zero friends who have checked this yeah, in. Yeah, same. What about you guys? Do you have any friends checked this in? I doubt yes, it. Yes, I have one. Take oh. a guess. Oh, Stout B. Stout, stout B. B. Stout Boss. Let's go. Baby Stout Boss. <laughs> He said a lot of barrel boozy chocolate gave it a 3.75. Okay. He okay. must not be a whiskey guy Probably or a not. rye whiskey guy. A rye, that's, the, that's the important distinction. Yes. There is a yeah. major difference in yeah. bourbon I, and I, rye. I scrolled down all the way down to the first check in. And Dustin, do you want to start at the top? And then I absolutely will. Yeah. Danielle T. Who boy, tasty and strong, yester beer, and she gave it a four. Nice, she's, Alex. She, 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 her picture is her with uh, John Chapman from the Tin Caps. <laughs> Random picture. Uh, Alex K, who is drinking this beer with the can, and also it looks like a glass mug that's next to like a board game. Like you get like one of those. Cards Against Humanity board games. Mm-hmm. It looks like one of those stickers on his glass mug. It says, drink earnest beer, which is very good advice. Alex K is a supporter, and he said, tasty, just as it was on Undraft. So he had it both places. He had a junk ditch, and he ordered it. Underrated rye barrel aged stout for sure. See my other review for this beer for Tasty Notes. He has it twice. He's another one. Dang. I, I have to find him. He gave this a 4.6. I wanted to say, but I didn't want to interrupt you. Drink Ernest Beer sounds like a, the Ernest movie I wanted to see. <laughs> that was never released. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, while you look for that, I'm going to also say Eric K checked this in and said, nice barrel notes here. Chocolate is a little more bitter than I like, but I still enjoy this gift from my parents who live, who love near the brewery. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I corrected it to who live near the brewery, but nope, he wrote love. He gave it a three and a half. All right. So his Alex K. Again, tasting notes. Yeah, he his notes. This is quite a bit down, so I had to jump a bunch of things. It's a tasty. The rice spice comes through nicely on top of a cacao chocolate backbone. It is not super full-bodied, but it is nice balanced. On the bitter side, but I think it works well here. Light brown notes, oakiness, barrel, and a long cacao-rich finish. Cacao! Yeah, you do a little cacao, Nib. Oh, this beer is kicking my ass right now. <laughs> Ugh. That was the next one for me. 
the one you just read. Oh, yeah. Uh, I scrolled up a little bit. Here's Hoops H, Boozy BBA Goodness, and gave it a 4.25. Pale, you're drinking faster than I am. I know. I what just, am I doing? I'm like, slow it down. We had this discussion. He's going to kill himself. <laughs> well, I don't know. Here's, here's, names, here's the problem. Make your Pukey, pale, for no reason. <laughs> the problem is uh, I'm not like very experienced in rye whiskey. Mm-mm. And I'm like. Or stouts. I, or, well, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> or beer. Or beer in general. So I keep trying to like drink it to see if I can like find something different to put in my description. I'm not. I'm just trying to find something, and it's that's all right. I'll go first. You just copy and paste. Copy what Keith says. Why do you think I don't write shit? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know anything. I don't know anything. I'm so I'm so stupid. I don't know anything. I haven't learned anything in these six years because I've been drunk every time I drink this beer. <laughs> so I'm so generic in my posts. That's all I put. At least to something's down there because it goes to the Twitter. Yeah, I want to have something. So I want words on it. So it looks or, like look. At he least competently tweets. Right. Oh, he has all his badges posting. Let's just unfollow him. What a loser. <laughs> oh, you still have that? Look at that. Yeah, I just nice. noticed it was on the table right in front of me. Yeah. Allison, oh, Allison cool. made that. Cross stitch this. It's really cool. I love yeah. that. That's cool. All right. Give me your check ins, or do you want me to read another one? No, nah, I'm ready. Okay, yeah, Bill needs it. more time. I mean, you can check out my check in because I am very proud of that picture. <laughs> I dug out all my GameCube stuff for this. So. Just a plain picture because I forgot. Uh, George T says, barrel-aged gem. That brings it. It's all taste, though. It hides everything else. Yep. I'm going to piggyback him. I'll give my check in here. I say, strong rye whiskey, which is delicious to me because I do Mm -hmm. enjoy a good rye whiskey. Yep, yep, yep. However, there is not much of the stout that comes through as this booze is way too strong. A hmm. bit of chocolate, but not strong chocolate. It's like a bitter dark chocolate that comes through that helps to cut just a smidge. But the flavors of the rye whiskey come through. The spices, everything. It's just, it is just drinking a glass of rye whiskey. And I gave it a four and a half because I like rye whiskey, a little bit of chocolate. And I did look up Reverie 2. Reverie True is the same beer, but it has vanilla or Madagascar Ooh, vanilla added and coconut and other things that are going to cut some of this flavor. It's going to add a bit of sweetness to it. So I'm excited to try that one. Hopefully we have that soon on the show. Pay All up. right. Are you ready for my check-in? See Keith's check-in. Is that it? Okay. <laughs> Let's, Let's copy. Please. All right. Are you ready? <laughs> I said... Has a bit of a sugary wood spice. Mm-hmm. And then in parentheses, I said, does that make sense? Because I, <laughs> I got you. That's right. I got it. And then I said okay. the 10.5% comes all the way through, and I'm not sure if I'm enjoying it or not. And I gave it a 375. <laughs> okay, that's not horrible. Because it's not horrible, but... It's booze. I'm obviously not... It'll get you drunk. ...experienced <laughs> in this type of yeah. beer. So I think Reverie 2 is going to be more up my alley. There yeah, definitely like needs to be something. Flavors. 
like a vanilla or like a brown sugar to cut through the whiskey. Brown to, sugar would be really good. Brown, oh, yeah, yeah, brown sugar would be amazing. This mm-hmm. would, uh, that'd be four seventy five. Mm-hmm. But I, it's just <laughs> I don't know. It's missing something, in my opinion. All right, stay tuned for Reverie Two coming up in the coming weeks. Who knows? Soonish. Check the Instagram. <laughs> we'll post a picture of it when that episode comes out. <laughs> yes. Let's get to the GameCube talk. I just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Drink and Geek Out. Get all sorts of cool, fancy updates and pictures. You can also check out our show notes and other fun stuff over on our website at drinkandgeekout.com. And you can email us any comments or suggestions at drinkandgeekout at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Patreon where you can get some fun bonus content, and that is patreon.com slash drinkingeekout. And now, back to the show. This is the 21st anniversary of the GameCube, so the GameCube is allowed to drink this beer along with you guys. Yes. And with me. That's why we're celebrating. We should celebrate every 21st anniversary. (laughs) (laughs) We were actually supposed to do this episode last year for the 20th anniversary, but we ran out of time. And I liked celebrating the 21st anniversary. We need to make this like a staple. Yeah. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense for what we're t- what we do here. <laughs> right. Uh we did a cup we did the N64 episode and we did a Game Boy episode, episode 167, so we're just continuing that trend. Now we're on to the Cube. Released November 18th, 2001. The GameCube was Nintendo's entry in the sixth generation of video game consoles and is the successor to the N64. The GameCube competed with the PlayStation 2 and the Xbox One. Not the Xbox One. The original (laughs) Xbox. (laughs) (laughs) A little careful there. Uh, the GameCube is the first Nintendo console to use optical discs as the primary storage medium. There were like little tiny mini discs. Up until then, they were only on cartridges. The discs are in a mini DVD-based format, but the system was not designed to play full-size DVDs or audio CDs like the competitors, and mainly focused on gaming instead. The console supports limited online gaming for a small number of games via a GameCube broadband or modem adapter which you could plug into the bottom of the system and can connect to the game boy advanced via a link cable which i do own Uh, it allows players to access exclusive in-game features using the handheld as a second screen and a controller like a wii u but no games that i own ever used that Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, this allowed players to access features like the tingle tuner in Wind Waker, that's the only thing I ever used it for, yep. among others. So in Wind Waker, you could use it as like a secondary map, and you could, so you could plug in the Game Boy Advance, and like Tingle would pop up and like tell you where treasures are hidden in mm-hmm. certain temples and mm-hmm. in the ocean at large. Yep. I will say the you said that is the first Nintendo console to use the optical devices or the discs mm-hmm. as a, a sort Yes. I just want to make sure that it didn't come off as they were the first because PlayStation no, 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 no. 1 was... Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I just, Nintendo I just, had... That's why I included that Nintendo was using uh, yeah. cartridges up until this right. point. But other 
systems we're using discs. Right. I just want to make sure we had that dis- uh, distinction. Disclaimer. Yeah. yeah, Nintendo was slow to Disc switch over. They, they are still pretty slow. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because um, they don't focus on technology so much as just, like, games. Gameplay, and, yeah. They want yeah, to make yeah. sure the gameplay is good, yeah. They were also afraid of pirating because they thought that with yeah. the disc you could you easily could burn, pirate that burn as opposed games. to the cartridge, yeah. which is true because there is, was a lot it, of pirating happening yeah. in the early 2000s. It, we didn't know how to guard against that, and that's why they used these mini discs because it's like you can't yeah. burn yeah. onto a – if you burn it onto a new disc, it's not going to fit inside the system. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. And uh, very, very uh, controlling. Uh, the reception of the GameCube was pretty mixed. The console was praised for its controller, extensive software library, and high-quality games, but was criticized for its exterior design and lack of features. Nintendo sold 21.74 million GameCube units worldwide, but much less than anticipated uh, before the console was discontinued in 2007. Its successor, the Wii launched in 2006 wait until we get to the 21st anniversary of that yeah, <laughs> yeah it'll be soon that's yeah. frightening uh real quick uh pale did you own a gamecube no i did not keith did you own a gamecube yes and i have a whole story i'll be happy to tell it mm, perfect want to hear it i will eventually saf did you own a gamecube of course I owned a GameCube for 13 hours. 13 <laughs> hours. I still own a GameCube. I want to hear that story. I, I'll i get into it later. I just, later. I, I did own one, and it didn't last yep. long. I own the same one Keith did. I had a black one. Mine was purple. <laughs> Oop, it's the Lopens. But I also have the Game Boy Advance player at the bottom. Oh, I did not have that. I, I just had the little the connector cable for one fucking game. I know. I wasted money on that. Can I tell my GameCube story? Yes, yeah, it's time. Let's do it. Okay, yeah, it's time. So, story time. I was very excited. This was me in my transition into the adult world. Um, every Nintendo system I owned before this was given to me as a present. This is the first one Same. I bought with my own money, working a summer job. At Fred Tenya fucking shoes. <laughs> wow. And they paid me like 300 and 400 some dollars just to pull shoes for a week for their buy one, get one for a dollar sale. My dad did commercials for him. So I got a ton of money and I knew Smash Brothers was coming out as that was pretty much the title release besides Luigi's Mansion, which I'm sure we'll get to in just a second. Mm, yes. But I wanted that game and I spent every single cent on the GameCube to go out and buy it. So this is the first one. This is why it holds a special place in my heart because it's the first system I worked my ass off to get with my own money and not ask for it for a birthday or Christmas. So that's why it holds a special place yeah. in my heart. It's also the first system I bought, but I didn't have a job. I just used like birthday money <laughs> to get it. So I didn't really earn it like you did. But my brother worked at Meyer at the time and because they were like selling out all over the t- place so mm-hmm. he like held one for me so i got it early when they were still hard to find all right uh 13 hours mm-hmm. <laughs> uh so me and my brother uh we started working at kroger or i guess at scott's before they bought out the kroger 
Yep. Back in yep. 2001 or 2002. I guess it's 2002 because we're freshmen in high school. Because we're, we're older for the kids or whatever. So our first, first couple paychecks, we cashed them out. And then we went and we bought the GameCube. Uh, we enjoyed playing, I think it was, me- uh, yeah, I think it was just Melee mm-hmm. or maybe it was uh, Mario Sunshine. I don't remember what game we got with the console. I think it was just Melee. Yeah, those would have been like the summer releases. Yeah. Right. The first year, I think. Right. And our stepfather was like, no, 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 no. You are making money now. You got to save it for your future. Why are you buying video games? And he made us Oof, take it, it back. Yeah, they uh, actually accepted it. Yeah, yeah, they accepted it back. And so then the money that we had, because we were fifteen, we didn't uh, we didn't have bank accounts or anything. Yeah. <laughs> the money was like basically kept in my mom's top drawer of her dresser for however many weeks or whatever that we were working. Uh. And then they used that money for <laughs> them. Uh, yeah, that's horseshit. So yeah, that's Damn. that's the reason why I had a GameCube for 13 hours and I never bought one again. Yeah. It hurt. But if you owned a Wii, technically owned a GameCube because you could yep. play GameCube games on the Wii. Yeah, but I never had any GameCube games. <laughs> <laughs> but you could have got them pretty yeah, cheaply at like a GameSpot or... I could have stopped. I mean, uh, at the time that I, I got into the Wii, uh, I was, I mean, I was in college at the time, but like per, like pre-Wii, I was still in college, and I just played on my buddies at GameCube to yeah. play like Twilight Princess or whatever. But other than that, that's, yeah, sad story. That's <sighs> my that life. Sucks. I mean, it's whatever. All right, the console cube design with a handle on the back so it's supposed to be a portable player that you could take to your friends and it was all about like gaming with groups and shit uh mm-hmm. and like in-home gaming not online gaming back then there's a great college humor sketch starring donald glover uh, where he's it deals with the GameCube. Just look it up. I can't really <laughs> get into it now, but it's a funny sketch from back then, like one of Donald Glover's first things. Yeah, it's um, what was it? Uh, Derek Comedy. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were only Indigo, Jet Black, and then later they introduced the Platinum version. So this is when they were they were aimed at a different audience than like the PlayStation and Xbox at the time. Yeah. Japan did have a orange spice. That yes, came I have out the orange well. controller, like mm-hmm. the, but I don't, I don't know if they ever saw the console, but I got the controller. It had four controller inputs that, uh, just like the sixty four had, two memory card ports. I think that's new because uh, on the N sixty four they just like, plugged into the controller to make it extra heavy for you. Mm-hmm. So it's nice they moved them there, and then. The Wii also has those same ports, the controller ports and the uh, memory card ports, which is the only Nintendo system to be backwards compatible like that, Mm -hmm. except for the DS. I think the DS could also play Game Boy Advance games, but we're not talking about that. Uh, 
we already talked about the mini disc trade does not play dvds and then there is this yes probably the greatest startup sound and the greatest logo because it's like a cube that looks like a g and how it like forms and you can push and hold z and it makes a different squeaky sound yes and there's like certain games where it'll like make duck sounds and like it's really great it's awesome all right as for the controller it's it was similar to the dualshock maybe one of the best controllers it fits so comfortably into the hand yes there's been I've watched videos on this that they say this is probably the best controller design in recent years. Mm-hmm. Um and it's still good today that Nintendo has used it and you can still use it on the Nintendo Switch. I still <laughs> yes. use my WaveBird <laughs> when I play Smash Brothers because this exactly. is the only way I know how to play Smash Brothers because of Melee because it's the perfect I'm so used Smash Brothers it. controller. It fits perfect in the hand. Yeah. It also uh skipping ahead a little bit but the wave bird is the first wireless remote Mm -hmm. in video game console so that's why it's like a very important technological leap that they accomplished with the gamecube it reminds me of the playstation controller for sure yeah The, the problem is with the playstation controller you had more buttons which gives you more ability or more customization in games mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. versus Nintendo that just has your A and your B button and then a, a, like a Y and an X late, added later. Yeah, the, the the GameCube has the Y and the X and it also has the C stick, which is actually like the, because the, the PlayStation, the original PlayStation only didn't have the tool, dual yeah. sticks. It only had the one stick. Yeah. Yep. And then in PlayStation 2, they had... The dual two, shock. Two bumpers and and that's the still the same controller that they use, right? Yeah, yeah, Isn't, yeah. They, they still use the same one. PlayStation has Four it. still has that same controller, has but it. it's not as comfortable as the GameCube controller. Like it doesn't fit in the hand as well. It's a little mm. more clunky, it's, at least in my it's, opinion. It's thinner, but it it's uh, angled out, and so you're like this, yeah, versus like this. Like the Xbox controller is clunky because it's like yes. Block. Uh, I got one right here. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let me let me take the the turtle beach thing off. Like, this is it. Like this probably kind of f- lines up quite a bit with your. It wave. does. Yep. But when you're holding it like like this, I've only gotten used to it. But it's still a massive brick in your hands. Yes. The way your fingers fit around the two things you hold your hands, and then like how they completely line up with the l and r i don't don't think that exactly like the l and r buttons are rounded and they're like you can change the pressure and that was important in the luigi's mansion game because you could change how hard you suck your vacuum depending on how hard you push down (laughs) the l button so you could like do a lot of games you could do a light sucking or you could do a hard suck yeah for the (laughs) like for the xbox or the playstation like they're just buttons it's click yeah all it Mm -hmm. is is a click register and there's no like sensitivity Mm -hmm. which was great in smash brothers because you could get a bigger thinner bubble for a lighter shield Or if the harder you push down, you would get more the the harder defense, but it would go away quicker. So it was like 
really cool how you could use more it. strategic that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a large A button. Uh, the reason for this is primarily tied into the type of games the developers sought to make. Nintendo famed game designer Shigeru Miyamoto had expressed desire for this button to be the centerpiece of the GameCube software and even serving as the only face button for some games. The point was for the action button to be primarily used, thus the decision to make it stand out and easy to access. An early prototype even had the B button taking on the curve shape of like the X and Y buttons uh, surrounding the A button, further emphasizing the point that A is where the action is. And it's it's easier to transition just the way my thumb, just because of the different sizes, I knew mm-hmm. what button I was pushing yeah. without having to look at the controller. It's not four of the buttons at the same size. And I knew the tiny buttons, the B, I can easily transition up to these other ones very quickly. And even down to the C stick if I needed to. And then I don't have to look. I just know by the feel. Yeah, the C stick was primarily camera. I think that's what the C stood for. It's kind of used in 3D games to move the camera behind the character. Except in Smash, you could do an automatic yeah, smash right away I like with, with the C stick. That's where I used it the most. All right, uh, more than 600 games were released on the GameCube. I own about 30 of them. I counted them the other day when we were talking about how many games we had for some... <laughs> we were talking about Pale had that new case that held a certain oh. amount of games. So I was like, how many mm-hmm. games do I have? And then I started just counting all my games. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have close to 30 Switch games. Yeah. But I have zero GameCube games. I have 18. That's all I have. I do have over 100 Xbox games. Mm, I have but... like six. But a lot of them are digital. I don't actually have. The yeah. yeah, it's real easy not to like think about it when you have digital. And you're just like, oh yeah, yeah I'll take no, that. Yeah. <laughs> You've completely forget. That's why I don't like digital games as much because I'll completely forget yes. they exist in five years on my system. Whereas I walk by this shelf every day and I'm like, oh yeah, I can play this exactly. game. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's why I bought this so I can see my collection. <laughs> Uh, the best-selling game was Me- Smash Bros. Melee at 7 million copies worldwide, and it's still the uh, most popular of the Smash Brothers games. I will pick that game up and play it anytime, any day, and I, I love it. It's my yeah. favorite. If I had a it choice, is. though, 64 Smash. I have a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. And my It's the lock- game that started at all? My lock screen. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. I think melee improved on it in all of yeah, the right absolutely, ways. Absolutely, yeah. Uh like you have your characters that they wanted to bring into the game that they brought into the game, and you yeah. have, you know, like Roy and, and Marth, and like those are actual good Roy and Marths before mm-hmm. they broke them and brought them back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Switch game I think got too big and yep. it needs to go be back. To just like Nintendo properties, I think, if they do a follow-up version. They are going to do a follow-up version, but it's going to be like a hundred fighters. Yeah. you got to keep... Everyone is here. Right. Plus everyone else. It's like, hey, <laughs> look, this Master Chief. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, they're just going to keep adding. Scorpion. Crash Bandicoot. I'll just Yeah, we were waiting for that. Incorporate Sony and Microsoft. Yeah, it was... the. The latest announcement 
We're like, is it going to be Crash Bandicoot? Yeah. Is, it, is it going to be Waluigi? But never. Everybody wants Waluigi. Yeah, that's why I'm like, just make it a Mario-themed game and yeah. get all the Mario characters. That's the only ones I want to use anyway. <laughs> they made a Kirby Smash. I mean, yeah. why not? Uh, many of the games that debuted on the GameCube, including Pikmin, Chibi Robo, Metroid Prime, and Luigi's Mansion became popular Nintendo fra- franchises and sub-series that are continuing as we speak. Yep. Uh, and I have a list of the best-selling games. Yeah, the the Metroid Prime was huge because that was the first time that you actually got a like a first-person shooter mm-hmm. Metroid game. Or and... first-person shooter Nintendo property. Yeah, like. right, exactly, yeah. I, I, I Yeah, I should have led with that, but like... Like, if you play the Prime game, and I only have, like, a little bit of experience with the Prime game, and I literally downloaded it specifically when we did our Metroid, Metroid Prime episode. episode and the music episode. I was like, oh, yeah, we're definitely going to, you know, talk about this GameCube. It's, it's magical. I I yeah. enjoy it quite a bit. I don't enjoy the lack of... The controllers uh, are fucked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For lack of a better word. Like, there's right. no way to control... Like, it's it's just hard to control in... Right. I, I, that's why I'm hoping they do revive that series and like get with the times as far as the controls go, where you can control the camera a little bit easier and stuff. Right. But they did the best they could, and those games are massively popular, and I loved them, and I've played all of them. Well, I think I didn't play two. Right. Um, I don't know if you have this tidbit of trivia in there or not, Seth. But I this, do have a trivia section. This was the first Nintendo console to be released without a mario launch title Mm. um and that's why luigi's mansion came out with it first so they tried to go the luigi route right and uh sunshine was not fully developed yet yeah so they that was supposed to be the launch game yeah they think that's probably why this tank because usually you get a new nintendo system you gotta have you want the mario the mario has to be there all they had was luigi's mansion which is a great game it is i never played it but i heard it is it's phenomenal. You can beat it in like four hours. Is the problem? Yeah. It's it's super short, super simple. But I love this, the that whole world. I like the spookiness of it, and the graphics were phenomenal. And they just have improved on it every iteration they've made. But, uh, yeah, the lack of a Mario game at debut is I definitely a killed huge it. Problem. But Smash Brothers saved it. That's for damn mm-hmm. sure because it was about two months later, according to this chart you're about to read unless i don't want to go through somebody else is going to do this okay i can read that <laughs> yeah we have a list of 35 you should probably like f- top five yeah we don't have to top do five all. yeah we, don't or we can just talk about all. the ones we love or whatever but ones we've owned at least go through top five and then i think yeah, from yeah, there yeah. we'll go to the ones that we played that are on the list so coming in at number one no surprises saf already said is super smash brothers melee at 7.41 million debuted on november 21st 2020 or 2001 <laughs> 2021 2021 yeah <laughs> uh then mario kart double dash which was revolutionary because that was a great game. oh this one was so much fun because we could play this one with two people on one cart, mm-hmm. and you could hit the Z button at the same time, and you could then flip drivers. You could switch like, drivers. I'll shoot turtle shells. You do the driving, and then because I'm awesome with green shells, everybody knows that. Yeah, awesome <laughs> with green shells. That you guys came over to my house to play this game, and then friends got robbed in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know if Dustin knows that story. story. No, yeah, it's like a, it's a common story. Times. GameCube, <laughs> this, yeah. <It's> a, <laughs> I wasn't even there for that, but I know that story. Yeah, uh, fun times, fun times. Uh, anyway, third is Mario Sunshine, with six point two eight million. Uh, one of the least successful Mario games for Which, like it's. I don't know why it's so fun. It, yeah, it's. People didn't like it at the time for some reason. I mean, it's coming off of it, Mario 64, mm-hmm. which is like a new Pinnacle. whole mind-blowing experience. And then, I don't know, people were maybe let down with Sunshine for some reason. But it's just like that game, but better graphics. Mm-hmm. I think people don't like Flood is yeah, what I think. that's probably it's, it. And that stupid little guy is kind of annoying and like cleaning... <laughs> is not what you want to be doing in the game most that of the is time. True. You have to like mop up <laughs> this town. But but the soundtrack for this it, it's a great. It's the graphics amazing. are beautiful. Ugh. And I I had fun playing that game. I'm very sad because my sister in law wanted this game, like for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I had beaten it. I was done with it. I'm like, you know what? It it's hard to find this game. You know, I'll just gift it to her for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Never saw it again. Aww. I don't even know if she still has it. I think they sold it. <laughs> Never even. So played. I've been trying to buy it back. However, I do have you the do Mario, the, the yeah. three pack, so I do have it. But I'm like, I that want counts. I want the yeah. disc, the GameCube disc. You like, can play like, it with the, the wave collector bird. in me. Can you? Can you play it with a wavebird? I, I guess that's a question more than, uh, a, than a statement. Yeah, it's could be played in the Wii, but no, like. Because the Wavebird works on the Switch. Can you play that game using oh, your Wavebird? I don't think you can. I don't know. That's a good question. It's worth So it could be like, just I'll have like, to check it out. Yeah. It would just be like having it on the game. Yeah, that is true. I do need to go back to that game. All right. And then number four, which I'm surprised is four. I thought this would be higher up on the list. Oh, but I, I, we can talk about this for an hour. Uh, we could. This is a whole separate episode here. <laughs> I know Seth and I could go on for days. Uh, the Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker at 4.43 million came out December 13th, 2002. The cartoony f- version yeah. of Link that I people shit on and then people said, didn't hey, this is like good. the cartoony aspect because. The original footage they shown when the GameCube was announced mm-hmm. was a gritty, dark Twilight Princess type Zelda game, and then this was released, and people were like, "No, this is a bait and switch." Like we were expecting this other game where you fight a giant spider and it's like real looking, mm-hmm. and then now we're playing this weird anime type game, but then Wind Waker actually over time has like really improved uh culturally and like the accepted been expe- accepted by Zelda fans uh just because like the graphics still hold up because of the cartoon factor the the if you go back and look at that trailer that leaked or that they showed at E3 Space World yep E3 yeah. Space, Space World. World yeah yep it it looks kind of bad so if they had released that game like i think it would not be still like yeah. as loved as this game is today. What well, helped it for me killed it. Yeah. Was the uh the pre order that yep, you get I've the, got both of those as well. Yes. That you get the Ocarina of Time and plus the Master Quest. Ocarina of Time Master Quest, which was the 
Nintendo 64 hard disk drive, HDD or whatever they called it, that released in Japan but never did in America. Mm -hmm. So they finally released it here with the Master Quest. That was fun to go back to play. So I was very glad to get both these games, all three of these games. It's Ocarina of Time, uh, but new. It's like harder. There's like new bosses and like new temple layouts. Totally worth the price. That's what I did too. Because I wasn't really looking forward to Wind Waker because I was one of those people that was like, no, I don't want to play this kid's cartoon game. I wanted to play the game but, that you were teasing. But Oh, man. When I jumped into it, I was lost. I remember yeah. this is the first time I started playing at video games till like 4 in the morning. That I'd be <laughs> sitting there, and I remember my parents waking up, and I'm looking. I'm like, shit, it's 6 a.m. <laughs> yeah, like, damn it. <laughs> I was up all night playing this Wind Waker Just game. Sailing around this goddamn ocean looking for maps. Trying to go down and pull up Triforce pieces. I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck this Triforce. Can't find it. Yeah, uh, it's probably one of the more replayable oh, games. Yeah. And then they've released the HD remake on Wii U. I don't think Wii it's U. been on Switch yet. but They've been announcing it for Switch for the song, longest <laughs> time. but, <laughs> well, but uh, That's what it should be called because it's Wii. Then you put an extra I in Switch. 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 <laughs> that's true. They won't let it go. Ever since the GameCube, they've been holding on to it. It's like all this new gen is just updated GameCube. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then to round out the top five, we have Luigi's Mansion at 3.33 million, uh, September 14th, which was the launch date in 2001. Yeah, and that that was that sold huge because it was the only game available at launch. I think maybe one other game. I don't, I don't have it written down, but that was the main... Uh, Mario Draw. Mm-hmm. Super fun game. Right after 9-11, it came out. Yeah. That probably hurt sales, too. That would be my <laughs> guess. Imagine. It's <laughs> like... Or maybe it helped. I don't know. It's like, oh, the world's burning. Let's buy Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> Let's just stay home and play video games. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't own too many of the GameCube games, obviously, since I only had the GameCube for so long. But I did play it because in college, my buddy had one. And like Mario Party is up there on the list of like enjoyable games, regardless of what console you're on. Mm -hmm. It's definitely they're they're great party games for sure. Uh, And then we have references to other games like Paper Mario or Sonic Adventure. Uh, because of the other podcasts we do, Drinking Geek OST. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have a, a great Paper Mario on an episode of a theme, Christmas and uh, Halloween or whatever theme. Uh, spooky or they ice They got great music whatever. in those games. Yeah, absolutely. But I do want to make mention, as I skim through this, uh, number 33, Soul Calibur 2. I... <laughs> I yeah, I actually owned this game. I, I see it. I see you. I bought this game because they said Link was included. Mm-hmm. Only in the GameCube version. Only on the GameCube version. I had it for the Dreamcast, and it did not have Link. Wasn't <laughs> it like Spawn or something in that? Yeah, 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 it spawned, yeah. Which I guess is all right. It's, but... it's a close second. Yeah. But Maxi was always my favorite. The Nunchuck dude. Mm. Keith only ever used Link. Link. I did. <laughs> I would do too if I if I bothered to buy it. Soul Calibur is like a like a Metro. <laughs> the oh, receipts. I, I kept the receipts of when I bought games. I paid twenty bucks for this game. Oh, that's not bad at all. Two thousand four. 
Walmart. A year after release, geez, not a fan, are you? Mm. <laughs> because it wasn't a Nintendo uh, release. Yeah, it it dropped price. Most Nintendo games never go below forty. I do enjoy the Soul Calibur. I did get into the story. It was cool oh, to play as Link. Yeah. Um, and I I remember playing this one in the arcade as well. With the big eye sword. It's got mm-hmm. an eyeball in it. Yeah, the main guy. Um, yeah, it was fun. I really did enjoy this game. So I definitely got my money's worth out of this one. Yeah. I guess uh, I wanted to shout out a couple of big things. Like Metroid Prime, we haven't... We've mentioned before, but that started on the GameCube. That sold 2.84 million, the first Metroid Prime. And Animal Crossing was the other one that originated on the GameCube. And that first game was number seven on the list right after Metroid Prime. And sold 2.7 million copies. And, you know, the Switch version probably shot that out of the water because that released during COVID. COVID, yeah. Ugh. Perfect timing. Pretty much everybody who played Switch bought it. Mm-hmm. Especially during COVID. It's, it's crazy. I, I would love to see those numbers. We got to wait 20 years to when we <laughs> release our Switch podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right, you can look it up now. While I uh, There's one more, th- or a couple more. 22.4 million golly mm. yeah. 20 million more <laughs> <laughs> that's insane oh. different time yeah and Did- gamecube was kind of a slow console f- for nintendo but they have some great, some of the greatest games are on there. Yeah, the great say. games are on there. It's just the volume of games wasn't there. And yeah. That was PlayStation and Xbox's advantage. They kind of came in and uh, dominated took the, the wind market. out of their sails. And they, so they moved on to Wii, and we all know how that worked out. Yep. Plus, the, the whole just to play a CD or to play a DVD because yeah, DVDs that, were exploding yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, give me a DVD. Player. I'm gonna buy a PlayStation because it's also a DVD player. Yep. <laughs> like, and I have a PlayStation too. I bought the PS2 Slim, and I only used it as a DVD player. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a handful of PS2 games that I played on it, but still, it was mostly a DVD player to me than anything else. Yeah, my brother bought all of those other consoles. I I've always been a Nintendo boy. I've only ever mm-hmm. owned Nintendo consoles. Because I only want to play the Mario and Zelda games, and yeah. I can't do that on other systems. <laughs> this is true. So for reference, uh, Breath of the Wild in 2019 sold 14.27 million copies. 10 million more than Wind Waker. Yeah, and mm. this was pre-COVID. <laughs> uh, as of, okay, here we go. As of June 2022, 27.14 million wow i'm curious how uh king tears of the kingdom is gonna do right is everybody that owns breath of the wild gonna buy it or people done or well i'm curious to see what nintendo's gonna do i think there's gonna be a new console coming here i think real so too. soon they always do this shit with zelda with, games. Ze- with the yeah the follow-up zelda usually appears on 
the console and then whatever the next generation console is. It started right here with this one because it's on the list. The Twilight Princess, number 20. Yep. It's also on Wii. Yep. And I bought it for Wii. I do not own it for GameCube and I wish I did. And I own it on Wii as well. I'm like, because they flipped it for Wii to go right-handed because yeah, Link's always so left-handed. Waggle. So the whole screen is just like mirrored. <laughs> Everything is backwards. So I want to buy the GameCube version of it, but it's like $200 to yeah. find it because it's so rare to find because only, what, 1.4 million copies are mm -hmm. out there. A uh, couple other games on this list I want to shout out. Pikmin. Pikmin, yeah. Did you guys uh, play that? I, I played the second one, I think. I'm not weird. really into them. Like, yeah, like they're it. weird. I didn't like. Yeah, I didn't really enjoy them, but it creeped me. They're, they're interesting. <laughs> you just like throw these little dudes around and like pick up objects. <laughs> I, I always get sad when my little dudes died, they turn into ghosts and float away. Uh, and Star Star Fox Adventures, which started out as a completely different game, and they just like threw put Star, Star Fox, Fox in into. Yeah. I actually enjoy that game, but it is kind of bad. Like, there's no flying. It's just you running around hitting people with a stick i mean that's what <laughs> they did with starfax the original on 64 yeah it was, it was just a uh like a plane uh sorry a plane flight simulator and then they threw a story on top of it to try mm -hmm. to make a sale because they're then, like they can't sell this <laughs> there's a switch game called battle atlas i think but I've got Star Fox Battle Atlas, Ooh. where they just put Star Fox into the game, <laughs> and you can play did. as Star Fox. But I got it for twenty bucks or something, or ten. Yeah. No, I think I got it for nine ninety nine, and it's it's worth nine ninety nine, not a penny more. Mm. But I had fun for like ten hours playing that game. Star Fox uh, is due for his own game here soon. Yeah, he had one recently, and nobody bought it because it got like zero stars on. All, like IGN gave it like a one out of mm. 10 or something. <laughs> like, yeah, it turned out bad. Uh, Resident Evil 4 is also one I wanted to mention because uh, that game. That oh, was like, exclusive not... to the game, yeah. cube, I believe, and that's what helped the sales. I played it on Wii, but yeah, it started out on GameCube. And then I have to say Super Mario Strikers. Yes. Because you and I, Saf, I know we played that over at Jared's house. We played a ton of that. That I love that game, and it's like $100 to buy it right now because the one on Wii sucks. I own it. Oh, my, does it? I'm like, I don't like this one. I like the one on GameCube. That one was so much fun. We played hours into the mm -hmm. Wii, hours in the morning, that game. Just the tournaments we would play. Ugh, I love Strikers. I wonder if the Switch ones. The Switch ones got pretty good reviews. It was pretty good, but it, it didn't match the GameCube style. The, the GameCube best. style. It was still the best to me. I need to play that game again. And yeah, I think that's all. Unless you have any other games you want to shout out. Donkey Konga. Mario Superstar Baseball was pretty fun. Donkey Konga used the those Konga <laughs> yeah, add-ons, right? to buy yeah. the drums. The drums. I wish I owned those. Didn't sell very well. I just wish I had them on a shelf to be like, these are my Donkey Kongas. Yeah. Uh, Mario Tennis is very important because that's where we got La 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 Luigi. La Luigi. Yeah. Luigi. I, I think Mario Tennis is from N64, and this mm -hmm. is the second one on GameCube, Mario Power Tennis. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was I, I did enjoy Mario Power Tennis and the Toadstool Golf, Mario Golf. 
All the sports games are pretty fun. I just hope a lot of these games are available on the Switch or the Switch 2 <laughs> at some point. I, think, I was going to say, I think some of the, most of them are. At least the Mario sports games are available on the Switch. Yeah, they've updated them to have... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it would be nice if there was like a GameCube, like the, how they have the N64 oh, yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. the... There was talk of that. I hope that's in the works, like the next online subscription. Yep, there's a lot of rumors surrounding it, so hopefully it will happen. Do some HD remakes. All Nintendo has to do is HD remake all this shit. (laughs) I will buy it. (laughs) Buy it again. I know, I want to play Prime like so bad. (laughs) Yeah. I think once Prime 4 comes out, they have to do something with and re-release the first three just to remind people of the story Mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would buy it. Yeah, and but yep. Prime Four was announced in 2017, I think, and mm-hmm. it's <laughs> still not. It's <laughs> they still, they don't Release. even mention it anymore in like their Nintendo Directs. Nope. <laughs> it's so bad. It's like, come on, Dread came out of nowhere and like surpassed. It. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Give me another. Pro- well, I I do remember them like two years ago saying. Yeah, we don't like the way this new Prime game is going, so we're going to start over from scratch. And it's like, come on, I've already been waiting three years, and now you're going to start over? <laughs> D- different studio. We can't really do anything about it. Yeah. There's a few little trivias. If you get, Well, I guess I already said the first one, which is it was originally Project Dolphin. Mm-hmm. But then there's three more if you guys want to fight over who reads those. The next one here, so it says, before the GameCube was released, Nintendo held a contest titled... What would you do for a Nintendo GameCube? And which five people who would do the craziest things would win a GameCube for free? One of the winners would dress up in a Pikmin costume and eat worms. Oh. Literally. Uh, do you remember? The, uh, I don't remember this. Was no, Joe Rogan hold, there. Hold your Wii for a Wii. Yeah, I was literally about to bring <laughs> and that, that lady, <laughs> that lady drowned because she held her pee too long and she died. Yeah. Shit. She died to own a Wii. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. Ugh. Like console everybody in the world has owned at one point. Well, and at launch though, that th- shit they were was impossible hard to, to find. Find. Yeah, I, oh, I was so lucky to find my Wii. I almost died <laughs> driving in a snowstorm on a Sunday morning. God. No one else would go out and be like, "I'm going to Target," and there was one fucking Wii left, and I'm like, <laughs> "Nice, mine, mine." <laughs> I just looked down. I don't have any difficulty finding my Wii. <laughs> I could Wii right now. Yeah. <laughs> that Wii Motion Plus happening as we speak. <laughs> you got to put those those rubber condoms on your Wii remote so you don't <laughs> break your TV. <laughs> Probably still would break the TV, but it wasn't that big of a deal. All right. Despite an impressive launch, the Nintendo GameCube was the least successful console between the ps2 and the xbox Mm -hmm. the nintendo uh the console sales fared even lower than its predecessor the nintendo 64 to keep the gamecube sales from diving nintendo made up a lot of moves that would have been unthinkable many years before one of them was licensing its super mario characters to a third party game companies ea games snowboard Mm -hmm. ss trixie on tour featured Mario, Luigi, and Princess Peach as playable characters. However, their most iconic appearance would be the NBA Streets Volume yep. 3. I have that game. The trio officially formed the Nintendo team on the three-on-three basketball games. 
the Mario Brothers would appear in Konami's Dance Dance Revolution Mario mix as well. I forgot about that. The DDR. Yeah. I wonder if Soul Calibur is also kind of... Yeah. Could fit into that category That's well. got to be. With the licensing of... Mm-hmm. Pale hit me with the last bullet point. The GameCube and Wii U were released in North America on the same day, November 18th, just 11 years apart. So this episode will, will double as our Wii U episode <laughs> as we celebrate its 10th anniversary. What is your favorite Wii U game? Breath of the Wild? <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. going to say that that Mario game that has Bowser's Fury in it. But yeah, 3D World. Yeah, yeah, 3D World. I think mine is the Super Luigi Brothers. <laughs> oh, yes. The new Super Luigi Brothers? Yeah. Because I got that as part of the Wii U box. Yeah. I remember that. Came out while I was working at Best Buy. It was all over the shelves. Yeah. That was Allison bought that for me for um for Christmas and one of our first or second Christmases together. I played the crap out of that game. You know what's interesting with Nintendo when you look at this, they they were pushing the envelope with the GameCube. Let's say the graphics yeah. were better on the GameCube than it was, honestly, on the PS2, even Xbox. The graphics were there, but the hardware wasn't there to support it. Yeah. Like the gameplay lo- and everything else. Because so, of those mini discs. Exactly. Because of the, the stupid little mini discs that they have. So, what they do, they release the Wii and made it backwards compatible to then yes. save the GameCube. Yeah. Then you have the Wii U that came out. To try to go beyond the Wii, but it still sucked. It just wasn't quite there it enough. It confused people because the naming. And then the Switch came out, and they just remade a bunch of Wii U games <laughs> All, yeah. to sell on the Switch. So it's like, they get it right the second time. They exactly. can't get it right the first time. These past four consoles, it's just crazy how they That's do why this. I wonder what the next... I'm so After excited. The switch is it, it's going to be their law, and then they're going to come exactly. Back with It'll be incredible. like fuck this first system coming out. I'm yeah. getting the second one, <laughs> right? Because I did not own the Wii U. I know the Wii U I think is Dustin's the, only the only one Nintendo yeah. console I don't own. Yeah, and that's, that's the one be- I did because buy. it was only available for like two years, and they're and then, all like, of those games are now done. available on the Switch. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I had a Wii and a Wii U and a Switch. I think I bought Breath of the Wild for the wii u and then allison was like i really would like to play this i was like buying a switch i'm gonna get a switch and then i'm gonna get breath of the wild again and then i bought <laughs> breath of the wild again yeah just it, it it just happened you know check out our breath of the wild discussion for mm-hmm. more on that i do bring it up yep <laughs> but i love the gamecube it was a Ugh. cute little guy that i still have on my shelf somewhere i had a lot of fun games on there but uh, that's going to do it for our GameCube discussion. I hope uh, let us know what your favorite GameCube game is in the comments on Instagram. I'd love that's to hear wonderful. Yep. what you guys think about the GameCube. Yep. Hopefully we can play them again here soon. Nintendo, get your <laughs> head out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next time. Drink up. Drink, drink up. up and, and drink up. Cube out. <laughs> 
I'm glad you picked up on that. I was going for like the the cherry stripers. Up, prink up, prink up. Yeah, that's why I, I was hoping for Vale to do, it, but he didn't. So. Uh, <laughs> it was like a barbershop quartet, but yeah, exactly. Just yeah, Dustin the, and I. <laughs> yeah. uh, it has something to do with the Digos. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye.